Hi, guys. Welcome to this episode of The Trainer Feed. We are your hosts. My name is Angel Sanchez. We have Jacques Delagere. What's going on, everybody? And David Bravo. Here. On today's episode, we will talk about training cues. So when you train your clients, there are a couple of cues that you can use. And some cues respond better to, or certain clients respond better to certain cues than others. In my experience, having a toolbox full of visual cues, audible cues, and touching cues, palpitative cues, is important for a plethora of reasons. Hell yeah. uh, primarily, you want to make sure that the client is safe and doing the movement pattern efficiently and effectively. So... Um, I generally just speak and then move maybe in the beginning stages when I start training somebody, I'm moving more as that person gets more acclimated to the training style and some of the movement patterns, then I'll move less. And while I move, I try to speak about things that I'm doing, for example, like dropping the shoulders or I don't know, uh, squeezing the glutes, engaging the glutes, engaging the core. And I kind of do the hand motions with it. So that way the clients can have a better understanding as to what they should be doing and how they should be feeling while doing it. And then as the training progresses week to week, month to month, I stray away a little bit more from the physicality of it. I do know that there are some coaches who love to do like the physical stuff and they just do it all the time. They're very animated, but I like to preserve my energy. My energy is a valuable resource to me personally, but sidebar aside, those are the two primary, primary uh, things that I do. And occasionally I'll use like palpitative, but sometimes I just don't feel like that's necessary. But some people really do respond well to that. For example, like some clients who just, you tell them to squeeze their shoulder blades together and their shoulders are staying exactly the same or they start hiking up. It's like, no, like pinch, pinch your shoulder blades back. And then that still doesn't move anything. You just have to, you know, put your hand there and say, pinch my finger. And they're like, then they do it. Um, you fart. And then they fart, you fart. And then it's a whole smelly situation. Then you got to move on to the next exercise. What about you guys? Well, I'm kind of like in the beginning, I show a lot. I do a lot of visual stuff in the beginning and also a lot of tactical cues. Um, well, because I always assume that in the beginning, some people don't really know how to do something until they prove me wrong, right? And so then they're like, oh, you know, I could do this. And later on, like you said, Angie, you start sort of like backing off a little bit because eventually they need to know how to do it themselves. And I, only would, I would only say something if they do something really wrong, you know? And even then, usually sometimes they would like correct themselves, um, which is great because it just shows you that they're learning, right? They're learning how to feel when something's off and then they'll fix it i also sidebar wanted to notice jacques beard yo got that rogaine okay oh yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> you know that's mad funny um, because so, i saw i see it it's like it's it looks like old school you remember old school jacques yeah I, old school jacques you see the pictures from 2014 2015 stuff was unbearable yeah whoa oh, wow yeah, well, I just... We need to get you some beard oil and a brush. I've been using beard oil. And a brush. Brush? Yeah, Ain't man, that bad. I'm going to shave off tonight, though, I think. Get out. It's itchy as hell. 
when when you had your whole big you were it was super long all i kept thinking was ah my skin's so itchy my man had a cat stapled to his face it gets it's itchy for the beginning then it goes away it's kind of growing away but it's kind of still there so we'll see but you get all your food stick in there as well which annoys me so that's why you get little snacks all right that's the cookies life safe for later little lenny's Lenny's um, cookies. Larry's cookies. <laughs> Larry's cookies every day, man. Larry's cookies are disgusting, bro. I don't know how you eat those. Every day, man. Yeah, I had Dunkaroos a couple days ago. Oh, Yo, man. I back. I've had it in like 10 Dunkaroos, Dunkaroos are weird. But uh, you never had old, Dunkaroos? Old I don't know if I have. They probably call them something stupid in the UK. <laughs> like, they don't dunk in the UK, like, so like it's something else. <laughs> hey, little Joey's. It's something like that. <laughs> little Alberts. Joey <laughs> Dippers. So, Dipping Joe's because you got to dip it or dunk it. We dunk it. No, you guys don't. We dip. You, you dip. Just a little dab. Just a little. No, we, we like to take it extra. We dip it and then we like slide it around. Yeah, this definitely yeah. exists in the UK. Yeah, you got to get all the sugar, the sugar stuff. All the out. E numbers. Yeah, um, be a lot healthier anyway. Anyway, um, yeah, so over time, especially when you have Zoom, Zoom clients now, um, it gets to the point where you really can't touch them so you got to learn how to cue and then you also got to learn how to look at them from a different angle um but you do have the, the couple people that you do have to you know touch your shoulders every time you have to you know reiterate everything which is fine there's nothing wrong with that but you know it's just everybody's different everyone's body's different and you know it comes down to the coach to know what responds or what they respond better to so you won't keep them in the dark Sounds good. All I was going to say was, um, I think if it's really, if what you're, if you try and be very verbal about it and it's just not going effect, it's not being effective, then you just have to stop the movement together. But I'm a fan of, even if the movement, say in a queuing scenario, what are you laughing about? I was like, that's not, that sounded like you were going to say, well, if they can't get it, you just say, fuck you. Yeah, because you, you said if they don't get the verbal cues, then just, well, then, then that's it. Then move on it, to the next exercise. No, I meant to say is if you have to just stop them completely or show them physically or more more consciously be, show them more physical demonstrations like, because oh, nah. I like being nah. able to say, all right, you're going to do this and that. And sometimes you have to think about how you cure it. But also I find myself someone asking, Oh, should I think of this? And in my head, I think, oh, I should have said that in the cues, and I didn't. You know, it makes a lot mm. of sense. But I try and be. We spoke about a ton when in COVID being virtual made us be more, or at least work more on the verbal cueing. So that's definitely helped. Depends on the person. I see there's people that I work with, and it's not shot them, but sometimes you'll find yourselves with uh, clients where they forget their left or their right limb, and it, it, it is what they don't do on purpose, and you just actually helps you become a better coach and it's just all right so the arm where you have the bracelet or the arm where you don't have the bracelet and it's like it's about being specific like that and i think like they appreciate that you have to be you know and when you're queuing verbally through zoom for example and you say all right this side that's closest to you to the tv just stuff like that that just might not seem helpful but it's very helpful for the person so it's a bit of that but i i just think it can be case by case but i do think the beauty of giving them the verbal cues first allows you to see how their body wants to do a hinge or a squat as opposed to them doing replicating exactly how you do it. Because all three of us here, our hinges and squats look a little bit different. So if Angel's coaching David and David sees and David thinks, oh, I have to squat exactly how Angel. But if, if Angel's instructing you, David, to squat, 
you're going to squat your way your body feels most comfortable. So I see there's that aspect of it too. That's what I think is the, the beauty and the benefit of letting the person discover how the body is supposed to move in a pattern. So I think there's that too. Yeah. I don't think anybody can tell David not to squat, how, how David's going to squat, but or JP. I was I going to say, Oh, I had to step away from some of my cues because I noticed that they were relatively violent in nature. And then one of my clients decided to, uh, he thought it was funny. So then he tried to um, use that when other people were in the room, for example, um, bracing the core, right? I would say, imagine somebody's going to hit you in the stomach with a baseball bat. That's what I say. Right. And then somebody came across and they were like, what is he talking about? Right. And I had one client who said, why would somebody hit you with a baseball bat? I'm like, all right, you're missing the point. Like the point is to brace your core. And everybody's a bit, I felt like, I guess not everybody has been hit or whatever, but like, you know, that feeling like in basketball, in um, soccer, when somebody kicks the ball at you and it like takes all the air out of your stomach. It wins you. Yeah. Who's wins you. The ball at your stomach. You know what I'm talking about? David's like, nobody ever kicks a soccer ball at me. Well, try it out, David. So just so you know how it no, feels it like. just It feels like you just can't breathe. Like, it just like, it wins you. you know, it like, wins you, yeah. And then it takes a while for that to come out. So I was just saying, like, if that's going to happen, you see it, you brace. And then that bracing helps, you know, prevent that from happening. Um, I'm to the point where yeah, I'm actually hitting my clients. But what? <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> yeah. so i'm getting to the point where i'm actually hitting my clients no all right so i'm not deleting that but maybe Jacques, <laughs> you could delete that i'll just keep that another cue was yeah. stabbing right so um for like think of a cat cow position so for some clients i had them arch and then in either direction right or spinal flexion or spinal extension but they weren't able to grasp those things so i said imagine somebody's like stabbing you in the stomach what would you do like what would be the reaction like you would try to push away from that direction and that client did that. And I was like, okay, that's perfect. And then I was like, all right, the other way around. Somebody stabs you right there in the back. What would you do? And then the back moves in the other direction. And it's like, okay. But then I realized that it was violent in nature when he brought it to my attention by trying to capitalize on that when other people were in the room. Oh, do the stabbing. Because he was like doing the, the motion. He was like, I'm not getting it. Do the stabbing motion. Tell, tell me I'm, I'm going to get stabbed or something like that. I was like, come on, dude. Like, you know, people are in the room, but yeah, having verbal cues really help and um, making sure that the client knows what they're doing and how to do it the most effectively. And there are going to be a whole bunch of cues. I learn different cues every day. And um, just when you think you learned enough, there's always one or two more. And it just keeps going and going. Nice. Cool. So other than that, that's pretty much all I got to say on that topic. You guys got any additional notes? Oh, I think uh, a couple of other things. When Diana was training that that client who um, is blind, like I noticed some of the things that she did in order to help keep him safe. And I was really impressed just off the bat, just having the ability to be able to coach somebody who's blind. Um, He's impressive full stop, that guy. He yeah. walks in the snow. This guy was walking to the gym in the snow. Yeah. And I heard people saying, snowing i don't want to come in this guy is goddamn blind and he's walking in the snow yeah to go to the gym yeah that was that 
really put a perspective on things. I shared that story with my other clients and they were like, uh, yeah, we don't really have an excuse. It's like, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't. he's no joke. Um, but seeing Diana train him was really impressive because she also had him to the point where he was doing complex movements, like half kneeling chops and things where if you had me close my eyes and do a half kneeling chop with some resistance, I would definitely fall. Right. Yeah. But this guy was doing all that stuff and he was able to manage, he was putting the weight on the barbells and he was like putting the clips on and everything, which is, you know, you can't, you can't fake the funk. A lot of my clients, they say, Oh no, you know, I'll put it, I'll put it on the other side. And then it's just like, they don't do it. And I'm like, well, somebody's got to put the weight on the bar and then you do it out of convenience. But that guy was real, real deal. Holyfield. And it was very impressive to see Diana train him and have, uh, observe some of the cues that she used in order to train him. That was really impressive to see from a coaching perspective. So I always love to see that. And uh, that's it. Cool. Yeah, that's just, that was a phenomenal job with him. It really makes you reinforce, as everything you just said, how, how coaching just reinforced another level, having to work with someone who cannot see, right? All those yeah. verbal human, but yeah, it was impressive for sure. All right, so we're going to keep this one short. So we'll wrap it up here, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Have a good one, guys. Peace. Bye.